You're listening to the IMT Show with Mike Sims. Now here is your host. Well, the one good thing I've seen about like your in your publishing service is that every time we've been at a conference and I've shared a table, you've got your arsenal of books out there right in front, everywhere you go. Oh yes. So you know when they publish with you, they're they're going to book signings essentially everywhere. Oh yes. Yes, and because you know Inklings Publishing is built around the traditional publisher model. So we, we actually do not charge anything to any of our authors. You know, we, I view, I believe that when you are a publisher, you're an investor. You're saying um, this book has potential to attain readership. People are gonna like this story. People are gonna buy this story and we're gonna have a return on the investment. And so when, you, when we sign our authors under contract, you know, they don't pay for anything. We assign them a developmental editor that works with them on their content to make sure that it is the best possible story it can be, you know, um, which usually takes about two passes. You know, we usually do at least two read-throughs to really tighten it up, sometimes three, depending, you know. Um, And then we, we take care of the copy editing. We make sure it's really well copy edited, you know, for quality purposes. We take care of our um, formatting. We take care of all the, the, the cover designs, you know? And, um, and so we, we fund the project. We fund the marketing. You know, we do our own set of marketing for all the books. Um, and then of course, the author has to do their part because it's always a partnership, you know? Yeah. Um, even, even if we were a big house, like, you know, even if we were in New York, house you you as an author still sort of have to really be out there and do some of your own building and building your brand and connecting to your audience but we provide a lot of opportunities like you said I mean we go to these events we do we have our authors there to sign books you know we schedule them in to make sure that they can be there and and we make our money by selling the books that's where we make our money and, I, and that's the key to any author who is looking at a publisher, a small press or a medium press or big press. How are they making their money? If, if they're making more of their money from selling services to the author than the actual books, yeah. then you might want to think twice about it, you yeah. know? Um, you know, because we do sell our books to the authors, you know, at their own personal discount so that they can go to events and they can sell them for themselves. But that's not where the bulk of our money comes from. Our money comes from, we, we're out there, we're selling your book, you know? Um, and of course, as a publisher, our marketing campaigns are different because we're pushing all the books. Right. Whereas you, you're pushing you, right? You're selling you as an author. And then we're, we're helping you sell the book. So, I think that's one thing that people forget is that even if you get in with the, one of the big five publishers is that they control everything. Mm-hmm. They're gonna design the covers. They're gonna. They're they're probably gonna rewrite it. You know, or tell you to rewrite it in certain ways. Uh, you know, it, it may not even look like the book that you started with. Mm-hmm. It's. Um, I mean, they're gonna control everything because they are the experts and they know what's gonna market. And uh, you know, and then on top of that, you still have to market yourself. <laughs> so. Yes, you do. You do. And 
and the, you know, there's certain guidance that we do with our authors um, in that regard, like, you know, to help them establish their persona. Some, some authors ha are naturals, you know, they really know how to do it. They get out there, they, they're, they really run with it, but other authors are more shy. Um, they're not sure how exactly to be, they're uncomfortable out there. Right. So we help them, you know, to do simple things that aren't going to be too stressful for them that they could manage to get out there. And what you're talking about, the, the covers, I mean, that's really, the, the interior is a conversation, you know, with the author, when, when you talk about developmental editing, you know, and there are some conversations, we've had conversations with our authors about things that they really, really want to keep in the book. Right. And it's like, but it's not working. <laughs> it's not working. It's not believable. Right. And so we have to figure out how to manage it so that they can have it in their book because they really love this, but make it believable with the story. Because, you know, we're not going to put that out to the readership and they're going to be like, that doesn't make no sense. Right. So, so those conversations, but the covers are another thing too. Authors often have a very uh, specific image in their head of what they would like, but it's not what's going to sell the book. Right. And so sometimes those conversations, you know, um, with, with our cover artists, cause we do, you know, most, a lot of publishers, they will just say, here's your cover. And, yes. you know, you like it, you don't like it, it doesn't really matter, right? To them, this is your cover. But we bring in our authors, you know, and they have a conversation, they fill in a little worksheet that our cover artists give them. And then they have a conversation with the cover artist, the cover artist is sharing his screen, picking out some images, doing a little, you know, concept work. Um, and once that they have a concept that they really like, okay, it's working, then our cover artist goes to work on, you know, improving it, making it the whole thing. And that way, what comes out is going to be something that's marketable, but that the author is going to be okay with. Yeah. Because you know? we well, don't want our authors to be unhappy with their right. cover. Although it does happen. Sometimes your cover just, you know, you just, you're okay with it, but you don't love it. Well, I mean, for me, it was never ego. I mean, when I first, my first book with uh, Tate, they sent you two covers that were totally different. And uh, I really wasn't enthused by both of them. I already had designed my own cover that I thought was, you know, ingenious. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I printed all three on this piece of paper and I walked around to people I knew and I said, which cover do you like? And I, 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 you know, they would say, oh, that one's striking. They would always, you know, point to my, the black cover with the rose that I made. And, uh, but their eyes would always wander to the, um, you know, ketchup mustard one mm -hmm. every time. And I said, it's the ketchup and mustard one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. And but your covers are beautiful. Yeah, and and they and it was a struggle getting them when I was when I made two more books with them in that series to get them to do it the same exact way because <laughs> they like a, they kept firing people so they have a different graphic editor <laughs> and they they would have a different concept and they ended up making uh, Valkyrie look like it was lime green. Oh God, no! That's horrible. <laughs> and that is a that is a terrible thing, and that is something that's interesting because, like, we just brought on a new cover designer because we're getting we're we're gonna have a lot of bugs, and one beautiful soul is just not gonna be able to do it all. 
so we brought on a second cover designer and um and he's taking over certain uh, certain lines and one of the conversations with him was it has to have that same flavor yep. it's got to have that same because it's a it's a series right. you know and so we do try to keep a series within the same the same cover designer and um because that that is an important element it has to feel the same you know um cool. and have that flavor but it is hard sometimes because you, sometimes you just have to assign it to someone else but that person has to be able to mimic that feel yeah you know? yeah and, yeah. and have to put aside their ego <laughs> yeah exactly it's hard it's hard when you when you're like i want to design my own thing and you know yeah no not for this <laughs> you know you, right. you'll have your own line to go for but right now this is what we need you know so what's been the big challenges uh for you so far <sighs> you know besides covid oh. <laughs> Just not even talk about one. You know, the biggest challenges have been uh, reaching readership, marketing. Marketing is hard. Right. You know, it's it's very, it's hard as an individual author, but it's harder as a publisher Uh, because as a you know, as a reader, you do not follow publishing houses. Yeah. You are not a fan of Simon and Schuster. You're a fan of X author, right? right? Who may be with Simon and Schuster, right? And so it's it's been very difficult as a publisher, you know, to find a way to help market each author uh, well, you know. Yeah. Because the you know when I when we first started when I first started I thought you know I got a brand in claims. And I did because I had to brand it as a as a, a legitimate worthwhile company. You know, I had to have a good name for my company, you know. Right. So that was important. But but what I began to realize is okay, if I want my authors to have more readership, I need to be focusing on marketing them, their yeah. book, their series. And that switched a lot of the way that we do our marketing. And it it also, you know so much depends on your author and availability. Yeah. Uh, we have, we're blessed. We have a few authors who are actually full-time authors. Yeah. So they're more, we can do more with them, you know, which feels a little bit unfair to me sometimes. Sometimes I think like, gosh, you know, we're really helping this author a lot, but it's because that author is just more available and the other authors may be having full-time jobs. And so we have to right. figure out where we put them in, you know? So that's a challenge, you know, making sure that you're giving all your authors, you know, as much push as you can and, yeah. you know, and working around the, their availability and, and just making sure that you're promoting each uh, equally, you know, really just equally. Cause we love them all. I mean, we wouldn't be publishing these books if we didn't think they were worth reading. Yeah. So I think that's marketing is by far the most challenging thing. Oh yeah, the industry. I mean, yeah, if it was easy, then in an easy formula, everybody be doing it. It's mm-hmm. um, but you know, it's like you know, Melinda will will be at uh, you know restaurants and she will ask the you know the waiter what um, you know what books do you like, 
and, and and when they ask her, you find a reader, they say, um, oh, I got to have everything Stephen King has. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you, have you read everything? And he said, oh, you know, most of the time, no, I, I haven't read all the books, but every time he publishes one, I've got to have it. Right, right. And, you know, and I, as I tell some, you know, authors, um, if you go in a bookstore, look at Stephen King's book, it's got King in giant letters on top, and then the title little letters below. Mm-hmm. That ought to tell you the importance. Yes. He wants you to see his name across that bookstore. Yeah. You know, that's the marketing of it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yes. And I've seen this even in Facebook. For example, I have seen authors who make a page for every book. And it's, it doesn't really work. That's a lot of extra work you're doing as a writer. What you need to do is market you the author, you know, because, because you're right. That is what, that's who readers follow. Readers follow authors. And now I have seen some authors make a very successful page for their characters. Cause some, you know, especially if they are like characters that show up across many, many books, Hmm. I have seen really successful character pages where they post as if they were the character and, and um, and that does engage a lot of fans because fans feel like they really know the these people, you know, uh, and and it, a character can feel very real. You well, know, that's, you look at Gandalf. And- well, that's one of the things that we were we were going to do with uh, the Vicky characters. We we had actually created her a her own page, and we were going to have a, um, a like a aunt, you know ask Anne Landers type <laughs> question. Mm-hmm because she has an unusual method of, of dealing with certain situations. And we even had lawyers draw off the disclaimers and everything, that this is for entertainment purposes and all that stuff, but it's a lot of work to do all that stuff. And, you know, it, it is, it is, but you know, it's a really, I mean, I have seen some authors get very good success from that. Um, when you have a real compelling character like that, it's, it's worth it, but the marketing I would say that's the number one challenge that we all face because it's, and now with COVID um, even more so. Yeah. Because at the same time, and this was a discussion we had with our authors, you know, um, at the beginning of last year when the outbreak began, you know, we, they didn't want to be pushing their books. People are suffering. People are, are having lost jobs. Yeah. And so we, we basically dropped all our books to like 99 cents, you know, and we were, we were like, okay, let's just offer it to them for a buck so that they have something to read when they're quarantined at home, you know, Um, because it just, and, and the kids' books, all the children's books were free pretty much all year. We just gave them away because you're at home, you know, and and your kids are at home and they, they would much rather be in the school and they can't. And so um and we and we didn't want to and you know that does mean we were we kind of went backwards <laughs> from all this, the revenue that we had been having you know we did go backwards but we felt good about it because you know we didn't want to be pushing for people to spend money on something which they need you know for for personal health you need to escape into the world of fiction and, and reading and relaxate relaxing your mind yeah but you know in a time of crisis i don't want somebody picking you know i can either buy some food for five bucks or i can buy this book i'd rather you buy your right. 
you know. And they'll remember that. Yeah, well, you know, we hope so, but we, we really did it just because I'd rather get my books out there. I want, I want people to read them. These are good authors. And, you know, especially now in the world that we live in, we need hope. And um, that's what writing does. That's what these books do. They, they all, all novels really bring you hope, right? That, that good guys win and everything turns out all right at the end. Yeah. You know, and that's the hope that everybody needs, you know, to just know, okay, everything turns out all right at the end. Just keep going. You know, just keep going. Yep. That's what one uh, one guy told me the other day. He says, you know, I, I realized that CEOs read hundreds, you know, hundred books every year, and so I started reading a bunch of books. And you realize it's this one guy. He uh, is a medical doctor, and he did this and this and this, and he's just laying out all this medical stuff. And um, and I said, you know, you see, you're you're in the mind of the author now. And you now have expanded yourself. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about things you never thought about before. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's the power of books. And you're, you're right. I mean, the wealthiest people in the world, the, the most successful entrepreneurs and CEOs and stuff, they do, they read. They're readers. And, you know, and they're always looking for new ideas yeah. and opening their thoughts to new avenues because uh, that's where innovation comes from. Yeah. So what's been the best part of this journey? Uh, The best part has been actually working with the writers. That is the best part. Um, I feel like we're a midwife. Right. You know, um, we, we bring babies into the world in the form of books. Right. And, uh, and these are, these are the dream, the hope. This book encapsulates the hope of an author. You know, their dreams, their work, and um, their imagination. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to work with them, to, to watch it develop into something that is really beautiful, you know, a great story, and to put it out into the world and then to watch them get fans, mm. you know, to watch their fans ship grow and to watch them get get that excitement of when when that fan sends you a note about like when's your next book or i love this book and and watching that is really exciting you know it's a beautiful thing and i would say that's really the best part of the journey is the actual working with the writers and bringing those dreams out you know because um you know it's it's just fun. I mean, this is a job in which we get to play. Yeah, exactly. We, we play a lot. Um, I was uh, dating this gentleman for a little while and, you know, he called and told me about his day and he had to do all this stuff. And he's like, well, what you did today? And I was like, oh, well, I designed my galaxies and, <laughs> and I laid them out and I made sure, you know, where my galaxies were going to go so that I could make sure that my journeys from one planet to another would be consistent, you know, because I don't want to say this planet that's right here took this much and this one took less, you know, and all this, blah, blah. He's like, oh, it must be fun to get to just draw all day for your work. And I was like, it is, you're right, right. <laughs> but it is my job. So it is a great thing to do and to be able to play at work. 
Awesome. So what's the next big project? The next big project? Um, well, you know, um, I finally brought forth United Vidin, book one of Thyrene's Galactic Wall. And so now I have to <laughs> actually do the next books. And the, you know, in July, I just sent my editor, um, Love's Flame, which is probably gonna change to Love's Call. Um, but we, we sent that off and that, that is actually um, the story of a side character in the first book. You see him briefly, but he's going to be very important when we get towards the end of book two and book three of the main line. So I wanted you to have a chance, readers to have a chance to meet him you know, and, and nice. delve in. So that one's going to be out in July. And then of course, Gortive Offensive, which is book two in the United Bidden line will be out in December. So as far as that, I'm just writing. I'm wow. writing. <laughs> <laughs> as far as Inklings though, I got to tell you, we, we're, we have a very exciting year. Um, we are going to be publishing a book a month starting in April. Hmm. That's we're going to be launching our first book of the year in April. And we're going to, because, you know, during COVID, we really didn't want to bring out our new authors because um, yeah. they're brand new. I wanted them to have as strong a year as they could. So we're starting this year in April with Andrea uh, Bailey's uh, final installment of her trilogy, which readers have been, you know, waiting for in her little romance. And so I'm very excited about that. And then moving on to some new books, and, you know, Pat Daly's Spark, gonna be a wonderful sci-fi book. We've got Jalen Ells who's bringing out her third installment of her Avalon series. Wow. We have Mac Little doing a historic romance, uh, you know, focused around the Caribbean and the slave trade there in the Maroons who established a, a lot of, um, a wonderful culture of you know with the with the escaped slaves they they established a, a whole a whole system you know and it, they, wow. it's not really um talked a lot about you know when you look at slavery and how it was across the world that's an area that's not been uh much explored so she's bringing that forth and uh, we've got a wonderful little sword and sorcery book coming out and mm -hmm. russell little's going to be bringing out his crime thrillers we're going to be rebooting his book one um because when he when we worked with him for book two uh we we realized we needed to thread some, some things into book one and so we're rebooting and we're bringing out book two hopefully uh in in around like august so i mean we have a huge lineup of amazing books this year and cool yeah we're excited i mean it's going to be and we're going to open up for submissions too because we've been closed for a while um, and so we're going to look for new books, new authors to publish in May and June. Cool. So is there anything else that you'd like to share before we go? To share? Um, I would say the most important thing is if you are a writer, you know, an aspiring author, uh, don't ever give up. And don't ever try to get somebody to tell you that you're worth being a, a writer, because nobody is qualifying to do that but you. If you feel a story inside you, you are a writer. 
And it's up to you to pursue that dream and bring it forth. You don't need anybody's blessing. You don't need anybody to put a stamp of approval. Um, you just need to work it and work the work it as a business and work it in your craft. Um, because I see a lot of times, you know, authors, they, they get discouraged. They go to critique groups and somebody tells them that their work is stupid or whatever they tell them, you know, or, or they go to a, a publisher and it gets rejected or, you know, none of that means that it's not worth it. That's just some people opinion, or maybe it just didn't fit that publisher for that moment. But that doesn't mean you're not a writer. You're, you just keep going. I would say never, ever let anybody keep you from that dream. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you being on my show. Well, thank you for having me. That's awesome. I'm very excited about your show. I'm, well, I'm hoping you are going to get like 500 million viewers, my friend. <laughs> well, you never know, but uh, it, it's definitely been an honor. And I, I really enjoyed talking to you and I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. It's been a while. Thanks for COVID. We haven't had a chance to see each other at these fun events, <laughs> but we're coming coming out of it, and uh, hopefully we'll be back at Comic Blues, and hopefully hopefully you'll come share a table with us. Oh, I would I would love that. That'd be cool. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you for listening to the IMT Show with Mike Sims. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The IMT show is an opinion show and not to be taken as serious personal, legal, tax or financial advice. It is meant as entertainment only. IMT show, Mazaroff for Mike Sims is not responsible for ad content. For more information on show schedules and content visit www.mazaroff.net slash IMT.